Section two of the service. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Schempf. The service by Henry David Thoreau. Part two. What music shall we have? Each more melodious note I hear brings this reproach to me that i alone afford the ear who would the music be the brave man is the sole patron of music he recognizes it for his mother tongue a more mellifluous and articulate language than words in comparison with which speech is recent and temporary it is his voice his language must have the same majestic movement and cadence that philosophy assigns to the heavenly bodies the steady flux of his thought constitutes time in music the universe falls in and keeps pace with it which before proceeded singly and discordant hence our poetry and song when bravery first grew afraid and went to war it took music along with it the soul is delighted to still hear the echo of her own voice especially the soldier insists on agreement and harmony always to secure these he falls out indeed it is that friendship there is in war that makes it chivalrous and heroic it was the dim sentiment of a noble friendship for the purest soul the world has seen that gave to europe a crusading era war is but the compelling of peace if the soldier marches to the sack of a town he must be preceded by drum and trumpet which shall identify his cause with the accordant universe all things thus echo back his own spirit and thus the hostile territory is preoccupied for him he is no longer insulated but infinitely related and familiar the roll-call musters for him all the forces of nature there is as much music in the world as virtue in a world of peace and love music would be the universal language and men greet each other in the fields in such accents as a beethoven now utters at rare intervals from a distance all things obey music as they obey virtue it is the herald of virtue it is god's voice in it are the centripetal and centrifugal forces the universe needed only to hear a divine melody that every star might fall into its proper place and assume its true sphericity it entails a surpassing affluence on the meanest thing riding over the heads of sages and soothing the din of philosophy when we listen to it we are so wise that we need not to know all sounds and more than all silence do fife and drum for us the least creaking doth wet all our senses and emit a tremulous light like the aurora borealis over things as polishing expresses the vein in marble and the grain in wood so music brings out what of heroic lurks anywhere it is either a sedative or a tonic to the soul i read that plato thinks the gods never gave men music the science of melody and harmony for mere delectation or to tickle the ear but that the discordant parts of the circulations and beauteous fabric of the soul and that of it that roves about the body and many times for want of tune and air breaks forth into many extravagances and excesses 
might be sweetly recalled and artfully wound up to their former consent and agreement a sudden burst from a horn startles us as if one had rashly provoked a wild beast we admire his boldness he dares wake the echoes which he cannot put to rest the sound of a bugle in the stillness of the night sends forth its voice to the farthest stars and marshals them in new order and harmony instantly it finds a fit sounding board in the heavens the notes flash out on the horizon like heat lightning quickening the pulse of creation the heavens say now is this my own earth to the sensitive soul the universe has her own fixed measure which is its measure also and as this expressed in the regularity of its pulse is inseparable from a healthy body so is its healthiness dependent on the regularity of its rhythm in all sounds the soul recognizes its own rhythm and seeks to express its sympathy by a corresponding movement of the limbs when the body marches to the measure of the soul then is true courage and invincible strength the coward would reduce this thrilling sphere music to a universal wail this melodious chant to a nasal cant he thinks to conciliate all hostile influences by compelling his neighbourhood into a partial concord with himself but his music is no better than a jingle which is akin to a jar jars regularly recurring he blows a feeble blast of slender melody because nature can have no more sympathy with such a soul than it has of cheerful melody in itself hence hears he no accordant note in the universe and is a coward or consciously outcast and deserted man but the brave man without drum or trumpet compels concord everywhere by the universality and tunefulness of his soul let not the faithful sorrow that he has no ear for the more fickle and subtle harmonies of creation if he be awake to the slower measure of virtue and truth if his pulse does not beat in unison with the musician's quips and turns it accords with the pulse beat of the ages a man's life should be a stately march to an unheard music and when to his fellows it may seem irregular and inharmonious he will be stepping to a livelier measure which only his nicer ear can detect there will be no halt ever but at most a marching on his post or such a pause as is richer than any sound when the deeper melody is no longer heard but implicitly consented to with the whole life and being he will take a false step never even in the most arduous circumstances for then the music will not fail to swell into greater volume and rule the movement it inspired. End of section two.